Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, March 7th. Hope your week is off to a great start. We will have Dave here in just a second to see what we can find to talk about. It's a little slow. Earnings are coming to an end here, um, but we have a few more things to talk about. We'll do that more when Dave joins us here in just a second. Before that happens, though, let's not forget that uh, the world we live, there's a lot of things that you and I, we just cannot control, but we can control how much volatility and how much risk we have in our current portfolio. You need to know where that risk is and how much risk you should have in your current portfolio. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Walk through our core retirement design that helps point out those issues and helps solve them. 863-382-0037. We got Dave coming up next. Bye. 0.7 Light FM. Paula Abdul is there in a medley of her greatest hit. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Time to check in. See what's going on with your money this morning. Wall Street going to beat you up or are they going to build you up today? Let's find out. A little help from Statler Financial Services. Very own Philip Statler on the phone this morning. Philip, there's no fog out today. It's got to feel better. Yeah, it does. Oh, I was running a little behind, so I'm still uh, coming from you from my home studio. So instead of uh, on the road or halfway between here and there. But, yeah, no, the fog's a lot less than what it has been, for sure. Oh, Lordy, yeah, yesterday morning was the one that really surprised me. I was talking at 7 a.m. and saying, well, it's kind of nice out here, but I got warnings the school buses might be late. Ten minutes later, it just rolled into our end of 27 like a great big bed sheet. So I've been kind of keeping a corner of my eye peeled out the window to make sure I'm not lying to folks when I say the sun's out, so I'm kind of glad to not have a roll in. Well, the big news today on uh, the uh, on the futures market is everybody's kind of sitting on their hands trying to figure out what Jay Paulson is going to say when he gets hauled up in front of Congress this morning at 10 a.m. Uh, I, <laughs> I was giggling this morning because I heard a survey, a survey of Democrats saying that members of the Democratic Party have lost faith in the Federal Reserve. What do you think their first clue was, huh? Well, you know, hey, they uh, the, the interest rate hikes aren't helping them any, so that's why they're, they're they've lost confidence, right? Oh yeah, and the Republicans haven't been particularly pleased with him for quite some time now, so it ought to be cartoonishly good when he gets hauled up in front of his first committee this morning at ten, and just to throw a baby Ruth into the swimming pool. Uh, Trump's former Treasury Secretary, Larry Summers, gave an interview yesterday, and he said that he figures that the Fed is going to have to return to larger interest rate hikes in order to stave off inflation. So he kind of threw in something to make Paulson's life even more miserable when he gets up in front of the congressman. You know, it's always a challenge when you have to sit in front of all those people and just get drilled. Um, but especially in the, in the trying times we're in right now, um, but you got to ask the question, why didn't the Fed start this earlier? You know, why didn't they ask Dave and Philip what should have been done, right? And we would maybe not be in this mess, Dave. Well, the problem is if the Fed had asked us, maybe Congress would have, and both of us would have said, you know, there's two kinds of ways of controlling inflation. There's monetary policy and there's fiscal policy. Fiscal policy is the part that Congress has, and boy, have they been really well-disciplined as far as controlling spending for the last couple of years, huh? Really? Uh, Dave, yeah. Dave, have you been asleep for a couple of years? What's the deal? Yeah. 
Oh, but those are those are absolute rocket scientists up on Capitol Hill. <laughs> they haven't spent a single penny that they haven't absolutely had to spend, right? Oh yeah, crazy. That's uh, yeah, they both they both bear a little bit of of uh, blame in this whole deal. A little bit. You're a master of understatement. I think both sides ought to be taken out back and horsewhipped, but that's my editorial opinion for the day. We did have a little bit of good news yesterday that kept us into a little bit of green ink anyway. Factory orders were kind of a pleasant surprise if you're cheering for a booming economy, right? Yeah, really it was. I mean, I looked at them this morning. It's like, man, they were expected to drop. Uh, 1.8%, but they actually increased by 1.6%. So um, we're seeing the factory still moving ahead and, and orders coming in. So um, from a manufacturing standpoint, I think that's good news. From an economic standpoint and the Fed, probably not so good news. And that probably explains why there was a nice big bump until those numbers came out, and then we pretty much slid all the way down to the end of the day yesterday. Just to quantify it, the Dow did end up in some green ink by a rock-crushing 40 points. Standard & Poor's was up in two and three quarters, and NASDAQ had a little bit more immediate response, and they were down by 13. But on balance, it was a relatively flat day after what looked like it could be pretty good at the outset. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in that good news, bad news setting. Now that we're getting into the end of earnings season, instead of cheering for the stocks, uh, we're actually starting to look at it the way the market has been lately, where it's good news for the economy. That means bad news for interest rates, and uh, a good bit of news ends up turning into a sell-a-thon, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, and that it continues to be an issue. And and it doesn't take much right now to make the markets, you know, they're a little jittery right now. So it doesn't take much for them to start to – to give up on what's uh, uh, any kind of gains for that day. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Dave. I know we didn't talk about it before we went on the radio, but uh, Meta, Facebook, you know, they cut 13% of their workforce. Um, I think it was November. Uh, they came out today saying they're going to cut another tranche. They didn't say how many, uh, but they're going to lay off another sector of, uh, of workers out of Facebook. Yeah. At the same time, they're, anointing, they're, they're, they're announcing this morning that they're joining up with a pharmacy firm in an effort to try to uh, uh, expand out their business base. Well, maybe they need to shave employees in order to make that work. Uh, it could very well be. I, I find that that's interesting. That they're, I didn't see that they're going to buy a pharmaceutical company, but uh, I know we haven't really got the earnings yet, but uh, Weight Watchers International, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. WW International is what it's called now, um, they actually have um, put together a deal to acquire a telehealth firm called Sequence um, just so that now they that, can get into the anti-obesity drug market. That's interesting. I, I've got a couple of companies that are you know, kind of climbing on board that, uh, the, you know, that uh, diabetes drug that's supposed to help people lose weight, and they're trying to figure out ways they can get to market it. I heard that but weight, back, weight Watchers are trying to do that. I didn't realize they were doing it through a telehealth firm alliance. Yeah, exactly. That's what they, they look to be trying to acquire them. And so um, they actually, their quarter results came out, and they, it's kind of interesting. You know, you look at one tip sheet, and you look at another tip sheet, and they, they, contradict each other because this one says that they actually lost uh, money for the last quarter the other tip sheet said they made 
two cents. They actually made six cents a share, which was two cents more than expected. So, you know, one they, they always look at things a little bit differently when it comes to what they take out, what they put in. Um, but still, needless to say, Weight Watchers is a very low price stock, like under $5 a share. But I got to tell you, Dave, they're getting a nice jump today. Um, they closed yesterday down 9% at $3.87. They're going to open up this morning at $4.70, up some 21.5%. <laughs> They're enthusiastic. Well, it's a, it's a cachet and it's a fad right now. So the opportunity of having Weight Watchers giving prescription meds in addition to guidance. Now, you add on the fact that this being the uh, tail end of the first quarter, uh, we can look forward to a much better quarterly report next time, I'd assume. I, I, I think so. If it, well, I'm not sure when the deal actually closes, but I think once the deal closes, you're probably right. I got to assume that. But plus the fact that weight control businesses generally do much better in the first quarter than they do in the fourth. Who wants to go on a diet while you're pigging out on Christmas cookies? Well, this is true. <laughs> Other reports that are coming out among household names, probably one that a lot of us recognize real well, Dick's Sporting Goods reported. If I remember last quarter, they had kind of a challenge. Did they come out of it all right? They seem to. Um, they, they had a really good quarter. Um, their same store sales were more than double expected. They came had an increase of 5.3% versus the 2.1% that was expected. Um, scroll down and look at earnings. Earnings per share came in at $2.93. Um, that was about $0.05 cents better than expected. Revenue was better than expected as well. Um, so Dick Sporting Goods is up about 6% this morning. Not bad. Yeah, I, I was just remembering last quarter they had a particularly bad quarter of memory service. And, you know, like the, the, the incredibly prescient outlook, all the analysts were saying, well, this is the end for brick and mortar at Dick Sporting Goods. And somehow I didn't really buy that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the other thing is, uh, if they opened right now, they'd open at $140 a share, which would be a new 52-week high for them. That's a nice number to meet. Any other indications we got from the uh, from the tail end of earnings season? That's really all I have on the earnings front, Dave. We're kind of on the quiet end right now. We're at the tail end where all the late reporting companies come in. Uh, resetting the table yesterday was a modest up day on the blue chips, a modest down day on the more adventurous NASDAQ exchange stocks. I'm kind of seeing really tiny movements this morning on the futures, 45 minutes before we open. What are we looking at today? Still kind of tiny. Uh, we got the Dow up less than a tenth of a percent, like $28. S&P 500 a little over a tenth of a, per, of a percent, about $6. And the NASDAQ 100 up a quarter of a point. That's about $31. On the other side of the coin, we've got a lot of red ink. Uh, silver down almost 1.5%, well below 21 again at $20.82 an ounce. Uh, gold down three quarters of a percent, down to $1,840 an ounce. Crude oil must have closed up significantly yesterday because it's down about three quarters of a percent right now to $79.88 a barrel. And that's quite a bit higher than it was yesterday at this time. So, yeah, there must have been a pretty big afternoon spike yesterday, got to assume. Overseas markets, uh, mixed bag in Asia. Evidently, they respond more to our uh, NASDAQ exchange as far as getting their guidance than they do the blue chips because they were mostly off fractionally at the close. Europe, on the other hand, is looking at a fairly steady bit of green ink on our blue chips, and they're all up fractionally halfway through their day. Trying to get a beat on a retirement plan that you can actually stick with and count on is sometimes more art than science, but you got to have both. 
The scientist is found down at your office. Philip, how do I find you to get that science done for me? Dave, you know, it's exactly why I developed the core retirement design that allows people to design that retirement they always dreamed of. And if you are five to 10 years out from retirement, give us a call, 863-382-0037. You know, they say, Dave, the 10 years before retirement and the 10 years after retirement, that's where you have to be careful when you're investing your money. That's why we designed this program. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here tomorrow morning to see whether or not Mr. Paulson got bloodied and bruised in front of Congress for his first day. Fair enough? Fair enough, buddy. Have a great day. I'll see you then. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Stay tuned tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.